Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Nico. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 139 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by opseat.com. Head on over to opseat.com. Once you're there, pick out your fantastic gaming chair. They're super comfortable. I'm sitting in one right now. And then... What you got to do is you got to use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT that directly supports my content and it gets you $10 off your chair. Again, that's opseat.com. Coupon code is RUNJUMPSIT. Okie dokie. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and most of the time on Saturday. Except this week, we're not going to be recording live on Saturday. I've got to go out of town for work. Uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't head over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can head over to runjumpstomp.stream, and you can watch live there when I am live. Just make sure you hit the follow button so that you get notifications when I go live. Just like these awesome people have. We've got Vaxer in chat, Decor, DJ Windrunner, Aerslia, Lord Beasley, Mr. Dippy, Obi Kulu, Pudding, and TF Wagner, who has a birthday today. And of course, the Lurkers as well. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with me. If you're looking for ways to contribute to the show, you can do so by emailing me at run, um, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp on the Twitters. And uh, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And of course, head on over and join our Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And you can hang out with the whole community there and have lots of fantastic conversations. Maybe even play against somebody in some Rocket League or something. Square Enix recently tweeted uh, a couple of updates. and Actually, it's a YouTube video uh, that I saw through Twitter. And they are talking about Project Octopath Traveler. They said that the game was downloaded, or the demo, I'm sorry, was downloaded over a million times. And they received like, I think it was 40,000 pieces of feedback from their survey. And they addressed some of those pieces of feedback, which I think is awesome. I like it when a developer uh, asks the player base what they, uh, like their criticisms of a game and then they act on that. Now, sometimes it's not good to do that. Sometimes it's good for the developer to follow their own path and not pay attention to what the the audience is saying that they want because a lot of times they just don't know what they want. Like they think they know what they want and then when they get it they're like, "Wow, well, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be." You know, for a, an example that I guess that I would think of And I haven't done this myself, but for a very long time, people have been clamoring for uh, legacy servers on World of Warcraft, where the game is exactly like it was back when it first came out 12 years ago. And, you know, the developers, Blizzard, they said, you don't want that because we've made a lot of innovations since then, a lot of things to make gameplay a lot more fun. 
And people still said that they want it. And Blizzard, you know, they're doing the right thing and they're listening to their player base. And I'm sure that there's a very small number of people who are going to jump on the legacy servers and have an absolute blast. But I think that most people who've been clamoring for it, they are going to log in and then they'll say, well, never mind. This isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be because they would miss all the improvements that happened to the game over a long period of time. Now, um, that's just an example of why sometimes I feel like developers shouldn't always listen to their player base. But I like that Square is listening here. And and with the updates that we're going to be getting for uh, Project Octopath Traveler, when it does eventually come out, uh, first off, they said that you're going to be able to move faster in the game, which I think is really cool. Before, if you had to sprint, uh, you had to hold down B, and then you also had a regular walk. Well, what they did instead is they it, they set it so that if you move the, the, the left stick just a little bit, uh, you'll walk, but if you move the full... Uh, the full amount, then your character will run. And and then they added a sprint option, like a full sprint that goes even faster than it did before to the B button so that you'll move much faster. Now, that's awesome if you want to try and get uh, across, uh, you know, a landscape quickly. Uh, However, this is really smart of them. Imagine that a game is uh, generated on random numbers usually. And... Every so many ticks of time, the game would generate a random number. And if it was a certain number, then it would have you go into an encounter with an enemy, like a battle system. You guys have all seen this before, where you walk around on the map, and then suddenly, like in Final Fantasy, it zooms in, and then you're in combat. And it's not because you saw anything on the overworld. It just, your time is now, and you have to fight now. Well... You know, Square looked at this and they said, if we make people move faster, then they're going to have less encounters because they'll traverse the same amount of distance in a lower amount of time. And so they won't have as many encounters. So what they did in order to counter that is if you're holding down the B button, the rate of encounters actually increases so that you are going to run into the same number of encounters with enemies that you would otherwise. And I think this is really smart of them because you don't want to... You In a JRPG, it's important that you fight often. And if you don't, you won't be powerful enough to take on those bosses uh, that, that you're going to come up against later on. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, they said that you can... Now you can skip cutscenes. So this was one of my biggest gripes with the demo was there was uh, at the end of the demo I played as the dancer and at the end of the demo um what I ended up doing was I died against the fir- the the boss and there was probably a 5 minute conversation with that boss before uh the combat started and my my previous save like the previous checkpoint was before that cutscene. And because the game has pretty difficult combat, um, when I died, I had to go through that whole thing again. And the quest text, or not the the text speed, was really, really slow. So, you know, even spamming the B button or the A button or whatever it is that advances the text, 
even doing that, it still took like four or five minutes in order for all of the text to go by and for me to re be able to repeat the, the fight. Uh, so they said that now you can skip cutscenes that you've seen already. Uh, and I really like that. And then, you know, I, I also like this. They added a replay feature. So if you want to watch a cutscene again, you can. Um, in addition to that, they also sped up the the uh, the rate at which text goes across the screen. Or actually, I think they gave you like options to speed it up, which is really good because I can't stand waiting for text to slowly go across the screen. It's just absolutely it's one of the worst things in the world. Once I've already read something, unless there's voice acting that goes with it, um, I usually will hit that button. I don't want to have to wait for the game to decide that I've had long enough to read it. So hopefully not just having text speed up options, but if I just hit a button, it will automatically complete the text and then I can read it fast and then go to the next thing. That's that's what I would hope is what they're talking about. I'm not sure if that's exactly what we're going to be getting. Um, they also said that they were working on making battles a little less frustrating. I didn't really think they were too bad. I think I just needed to get good. And that's why I died on that boss battle. Mostly because I was, I was just kind of paying attention to the story. I wasn't paying very much attention to the, the overall... Um, the underlying mechanics to it. And I think that's why I ended up losing that boss battle that I was talking about, which I never did beat. I ended up giving up because, uh, watching that cutscene three times, I was, I had, I've had enough and I was sick of it. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't like that, but of these changes that are, and, and this isn't all of them. There's also the video you can watch in the show notes of these changes. I, I'm most excited about the fact that you can skip the cutscenes. I think it's fantastic uh, that they've that they've made those changes. Uh, Lord Beasley in chat says, I've had the demo downloaded since the moment it announced that it was released. I haven't touched it yet, though. Waiting for the right moment to try it out. Heard a lot of good things about it, though. Uh, Lord Beasley, there are a lot of good things to say about the game. I will say this. The, the game looks beautiful. It is a wonderful art direction in that game. And I, I can't wait uh, to play it. Uh, when it comes out. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't looked at Pro Project Octopath Traveler before, this is not a game for kids. It might have a an 8-bit aesthetic to it, but it is a very much a game with adults in mind. The Like I played through as the dancer. In the demo, you could play as the dancer or the, I think it was a warrior. I can't remember because uh, I didn't end up playing that one. But the dancer's story is very, very dark, um, and it is not a game that is for kids. So make sure that if if you've got a young one that's asking for it, make sure you play it first before you uh, let them have have a handle on it. Uh, it's it's not kid friendly, in my opinion. Speaking of things that are not for kids, here's another game that I don't think is for kids. In fact, the developer has said this is not a game that is designed for kids. This is for adults. Is Bendy and the Ink Machine, and it is coming to Switch. It's coming to consoles as well as Switch. It'll be uh, same day, re same release day for all platforms outside of Steam, which it's already on Steam. Uh, if you don't know what this game is, it is a really interesting looking first person. 
uh, horror game. And it's got an art style that is like, it really reminds me of the, the, the time when, if you've ever looked at Cuphead, uh, Cuphead has an art style to it, right? This reminds me of that art style, although it's not exactly the same. Uh, and of course, it couldn't be the same because this is a first-person game, whereas Cuphead is a side-scrolling game. And this is a survival horror game, and it looks... Um, I guess, how do I want to put this? It looks safe and benign, but there's lots of lots of jump scares in the game, and I haven't played it yet, but I've watched the... Uh, the footage that's that I linked in the show notes as well as the or well actually that's just an announcement. I, I went out and looked for some footage. Um and I can see how this is a game that could give kids nightmares. And I don't think that uh I, I like that they're giving me a game that I can play without having to see horrible, disgusting things, but still be scared. One of my favorite experiences of uh, gaming from last year, and I know it's an older game than this, was playing Alien Isolation. And the only thing that I didn't like about Alien Isolation is how gross it was. Uh, I just, you know, most horror movies, I really don't like horror movies, not because I don't feel like they do a good job, but just because I don't like gross stuff. And, you know... Alien Isolation, I loved the the um I loved the moment-to-moment gameplay. I loved the way that the game made me feel like I was being hunted and it was scary and it made me scream many, many times. Uh and I really had a lot of fun with that game. And Bendy and the Ink Machine is a game that that proposes to give me that same feeling that I that I really in, enjoyed playing through that game uh but without having the added uh gratuitous violence. So I'm really looking forward to checking this out on the Switch. Well, although I don't know if I'll play it on the Switch or on the PS4 because you know survival horror games and and I know that I've said before I want everything on the Switch, but this is the type of game where I just don't feel like having it be portable is something that is important to me. And so I would prefer probably to play it on my PS4 because my PS4 is going to render it at a higher resolution or have a higher frame rate or something like that. Uh, that being said, maybe it won't. Maybe the game is, and it looks pretty low uh, low impact on power needs, um, but maybe the game is low impact enough that I don't have to worry about whether it's on the Switch or on the PS4. Uh, but it's probably going to be a game that I'll pick up on the PS4 instead because I don't see myself pulling out the Switch and playing a survival horror game or a jump scare game, like sitting on the couch next to somebody. Uh, I, I would prefer to be uh, up in the nerd nest, which is what we call my my studio here, uh, up here in my studio, uh, either streaming it on Twitch uh, or having all the lights off and having my headphones cranked up and, you know, Getting me really scared. I like that. Uh, Mr. Dippy says, there's definitely a line between scary and unnecessary. Yeah, that's the same way that I feel. Um, I, I feel like the, that you can, you can convey, you can cause a viewer or a player to have this feeling of dread, of uh, panic, without 
showing disgusting things on the screen. Like that is something that can be done. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Now, a game that that I need to play that I haven't played yet that is supposed to do this is Hello Neighbor. My son said that that's a really good game. I haven't played it yet. It is another game where it's a survival horror game, but it's not like gross or anything. You're just trying to sneak into this guy's house and not get caught. And, you know, when he when he catches you, you know, the, the music goes, Dah, and, you know, it's just, it it's, it's all about the atmosphere, and you don't have to be gross with it. Um, Vaxer in chat says, the best jump scare in Alien Isolation was when you came into the room and it exploded. There's a clip of that. And that, that's right. There is a clip of me screaming, and I, I remember specifically what he's talking about. I ended up taking my head, head, headphones off and just sat there for a second, and you could see... Like the, there was no, like the blood had just drained out of my face. I was so uh, scared by that. It was, it was great. I loved it. Uh, so here's hoping that Bendy and the ink machine can live up to it. <laughs> the end of winter is closer than we expected. And we're not ready to release Morphe's Law yet. All right. So if you don't know what Morphe's Law is... It is this really weird third-person shooter, third-person competitive shooter. It's four-on-four, four, and the way that the game plays is you're on a team, and you have, like, this giant avatar, like a huge, giant, super tall, building-sized avatar. And uh, the enemy team has another super tall avatar, and, you know, whoever's avatar is taller at the end wins, now, how do you make this super tall avatar taller? By shooting the enemy, which is pretty cool. And if that wasn't enough, they've got this really weird mechanic that is very, very intriguing to me. And it feels like it feels like they're taking a, a cue from Splatoon by taking the normal shooter and completely changing it. Okay. So what happens is if I am playing Morphe's Law and you're on the other team and I shoot at you and let's say let's say that I shoot you in the arm, well your arm gets smaller and my arm gets bigger. And if then you turn around and you start shooting me in the head, my head will shrink down and yours will get bigger. So as you are damaging the enemy, you are basically stealing mass from the other team. And that mass then also translates to your giant avatar. And the way that this impacts the gameplay is there are abilities that you, well, not the abilities, but like if you have giant legs, you can jump further. If you uh, are really, really small, you can fit into small places and the bigger people can't get to you. And if you're small, you're also a harder target to hit. And if you're big, you're an easy target to hit. And I think that this is a wonderful idea, and I can't wait to play the game. And it is coming to the Switch. But like they said, the end, the end of winter is closer than we expected, and we're not ready to release Morphe's Law yet. They said that maybe they'll have it done ideally in spring, but if it's not great at that point, they're going to continue working until summer. Uh, then they said, ideally, this summer. I'm sure that they'll probably get it out in 2018 if they're if they're targeting spring and summer. But I really like when developers look at what they have and they say, you know what? The game's not ready. Let's cook it for a little while longer and make sure that we don't give everybody food poisoning. So 
I can't wait for this game, but I'm going to have to, and that's just going to have to be okay. I'm excited about Morphe's Law. I think it's going to be great. All right, everybody, get your wallets ready. You've got until February 1st in order to get these deals. So Nintendo has currently has an eShop sale going on, which, yes, does happen from time to time, but for the most part, Nintendo games don't go on sale very often. Uh, it's usually third-party stuff. So what's on sale? Well, I've got them all right here in front of me. Uh, 1-2 Switch, normally 50 bucks, You can get for $34.99. ARMS is uh, almost $10 off. Wait is uh well it's normally $60 it's 41.99 uh same thing with doom same exact price same thing with mario plus rabbids that's on sale as well uh if you want to pick up super street fighter 2 ultra that's normally $40 that's down to 27.99 i would recommend that you don't buy super street fighter 2 ultra it's a fun game but with the street fighter 2 collect or with the street fighter collection like the 30th anniversary collection i think you're best off to wait and not pick up the ultra street fighter 2 but that's just my opinion i bought it i had fun with it but i wish i hadn't because the other one's coming out uh flip wars which is this weird game where you uh you kind of butt stomp onto these tiles and they flip over in color and you want to make sure that you get all of the same color or more of your color on the screen than the other team it looks really interesting and it's normally 9.99 but it's all the way down to seven dollars so i think you know seven bucks that's that's impulse buy territory that you could go to starbucks for more than that um fifa 18 nba 2k 18 uh are both on sale fifa is 40 dollars and nba is off 38 dollars uh but then you can get the nba 2k 18 legend edition for 50 bucks which is normally a hundred and <laughs> i don't understand what this is but and then you can get nba 2k 18 legend edition gold uh which is normally 150 dollars for 82.49 like how is the game I, I i mean i'm just asking how is the normal game different that much than than the legend edition gold like that's crazy I don't understand because if the rosters aren't all there in the main one, then I wouldn't play it at all. And I don't know. That just seems bananas to me. Overcooked. Really fun game, multiplayer. Uh, I, I wouldn't get it if you don't have anybody to play with, but uh, Overcooked is really good. Uh, normally 19, all the way down to 16. I'll go real fast for the rest. Xenoblade uh, or Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 is $34.99. Marvel Legends Super Heroes 2 is $41.99. Nine Parchments is $16. Uh, Just Dance 2018 is $42. WWE 2K18 is $30. I've heard that that game is garbage, though. Uh, I haven't played it, but I've heard it's not good, so you might want to avoid that one. Uh, Worms WMD, which I always, I mean, I haven't played it, but I love Worms games. Uh, That's $4 off, so that's down to $25. Mantis Burn Racing, I reviewed that game. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it did anything to pull me back. So I can't recommend it. But if you really like top-down racers, then you'll probably like it way more than I did. That's $15.99. Um, Rive Ultimate Edition is $12. Wolverblade is $14. And Monopoly 
Everybody's favorite game is down to $27.99. I cannot believe that game is on sale for $27.99. That game should be $10 max. I can't believe it. So I will tell you this. There's a lot of good deals here and there's a lot of garbage. But for the most part, I think that if you don't have arms, you're missing out. You got to pick that up. If you don't have anywhere else to play Doom, go buy it right away. If you like tactical RPGs, Mario Plus Rabbids is really good, even if I didn't particularly love it myself. By all accounts, everybody thinks it's great. And uh, looking at the rest, I'm like, nah, I could probably skip most of these. But, uh, you know, as as much as I've heard people talk about uh, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, that game is intriguing to me. I've got enough to play right now that I'm not likely to pick it up, but that's definitely intriguing to me. Since the last time I recorded, the only game that I've had a chance to really play other than Darkest Dungeon, which make sure that you check out my review over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, The only game that I've played other than that is Monster Hunter World on my PS4. I know it's not a Nintendo game, but I just, you know, that's what I've been playing. And I am having a lot of fun with that game. It makes me sad that there's not an equivalent version on the Switch, especially since... There is a uh, Monster Hunter game on the Switch. It's uh, Monster Hunter Double Cross, which is actually a port of a 3DS game uh, that they just did not bring over to the West. And I think it's a shame that they didn't bring it over to the North American region. Maybe they'll localize it. Maybe they won't. And, and yeah, I know that the Switch is region free, but I don't read Japanese. And, you know, trying to play one of these games that are it's a very text heavy game, not so much in like conversations and stuff, but. Lots and lots of menus that you have to read through. And not being able to speak the language is really going to get in the way of, of enjoying that game. So I hope that that they localize that so that people who don't have access to Monster Hunter World on some other platform are able to play it. But if not, you know, maybe the next one will come out for the Switch, especially since the Switch has done so well. Um, I'm really enjoying Monster Hunter World and I can't wait to play more of it. Two quick lightning round stories. The first is that Detective Pikachu uh, set stuff, like props and stuff, have shown up in London. There's a link in the show notes so you can see what it looks like. And if you didn't know, they're making a live-action Detective Pikachu movie starring Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, which is really crazy. But anyway, they've they've got this, um, this uh, big police department for rhyme city uh and i think that's cool i'm not excited about the movie at all but the fact that they've got ryan reynolds attached to it is going to make me more interested in it not because i'm like a huge ryan reynolds fan but i don't think he would like he's the kind of guy that i feel like wouldn't attach him tell himself to a property that is that is just bad like he he seems like the kind of guy that has a pretty good um, choice in scripts. Uh, I've liked most of the stuff that I've seen him in. Not everything, uh, but most of it. Uh, the other uh, lightning round story is that there's this game that I have not played, but I've heard of a lot. I've heard about this game called A Night in the Woods, and it is coming to the Switch on February 1st, which is in two days uh, from when I'm recording this. And uh, at Finjico, that's F-I-N-J-I-C-O on Twitter, 
they announced that it's coming out on February 1st. And then they said that... Um, they said that, it yes, it includes the Weird Autumn content, so I guess it's going to have the DLC. It says it also includes the Solstice content, so it looks like it's going to have all of the DLC, which I I, I like it when, when companies do that. Uh, it, they're under no obligation to do something like that. They could just put the game out as it originally came out and then bring the DLC later to the platform and make a lot more money that way. Uh, but I think that, you know, they, they garner a lot of goodwill from the community by doing that. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that A Night in the Woods is fantastic. So, you know, I, I'd like to play that game. I'm not sure if I will or not, because it's not something that, it's not uh, a game that's like really high on my list of, of things that I want to play. And I've got so many games to play right now, so... I'm going to I'm going to wait. Uh Vaxer says uh Night in the Woods is amazing. Oh my god, not really for kids, but oh my god, it's so good. Okay, so there's yet another game that's not for kids. Uh maybe they'll have to make that the title of today's show. Uh speaking of today's show, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning. Um, if you're looking for ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of links of ways that you can support the show monetarily. If you want to help out the show free, just share the show with a friend. Go to iTunes. Give the show a review. Um, I'm going to uh, be only doing like reading the reviews on days when it's really, really sh- uh, small amounts of news. Uh, so I'm not going to do it all the time, but I, I promise you... I personally read every single review uh, that anybody posts, uh, be them be they good or bad, and I have even made changes to the show based on criticisms that people have given me in the past. Not big changes, but small ones where I'm like, you know what, you you make a good point. Uh, so uh, your feedback definitely does not go unnoticed. I appreciate it. Uh, other things that I appreciate: Tom Winter, Balloon Trip. Uh, or I'm sorry, Tom Winter and Noteblock for their their awesome music. Noteblock does this awesome Balloon Trip remix, which is based on um, uh, Balloon Fight, which was an NES game uh, made by uh, Satoru Iwata. And uh, Tom Winter, the music you're going to hear in just a second, is from Legend of Zelda Gerudo Valley, and he just does acoustic covers, so it's awesome. So make sure you subscribe to those guys on YouTube. Also, make sure you stop by my YouTube channel, um, that's uh, youtube.com slash run jump stomp. I've got all kinds of content that I'm working on over there and I'm, I'm doing my best to try and get more and more content over on YouTube because I really like the feedback that I've been getting from it. So thank you guys for that. I'm out of here. I will see you next time. Bye bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. 
You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.